Defense Podcast. We're your host, Attorney A.D. Winters, founder and managing attorney for VeteransDefender.com and Dr. Dolores Tarver, licensed psychologist. For more information about our podcast, go to In Our Own Defense on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or email us at InOurOwnDefense at gmail.com. The mission of our show is, is really simple. It's just to share truths and create dialogue that increases our listeners' awareness of a variety of concerns uh, that fosters development of holistic plans, which incorporates mental, physical, spiritual, financial, and intellectual wellness. Dr. Tarver? The information provided during the In Our Own Defense podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice and is not a substitute for the knowledge, skill, and judgment of a qualified mental health or medical health professional. Instead, all information, content, and materials available on this site are for general, general informational purposes only. Well, in this episode of In Our Own Defense podcast, we have the absolute uh, pleasure uh, to have this energetic, engaging, wellness-focused, licensed mental health uh, provider uh, to discuss with us avoiding assumptions and minimizing uh, misunderstandings. Uh, we have um, uh, Dr. Jiwa, I mean, uh, Ms. Jiwa, Lauren Jiwa, she's phenomenal, and, and we'll talk about her in a minute, but we'll talk with her in a minute. But one of the things that, that I've been having a struggle with is there's constant, there seem to be constant misunderstandings that play out on social media, but people thinking they're in different types of relationship. One partner uh, sees it that they're in one sort of relationship, while the other partner, uh, you know, is in a totally different relationship where the one partner is monogamous or the other partner is uh, uh, in a relationship but seeking a new relationship, uh, kind of like in a job, but, but applying a lot of applications out there and resumes and things passed out. Uh, and, and I wonder what we have to do to start asking the right question, asking those clarifying questions. Is the person that you stay with, do they think they're married to you? Does someone think they have a, have a, does anybody out think they're in a relationship with you? Is someone going to be upset with me for, for having dinner with you? Uh, you know, how do we get past these? confusions and misunderstandings um, and, and these entanglements, uh, as it were. So I'd like, uh, Dr. Tarver, that we can see if we can get to the, to the brass uh, tacks of this and all. What, what are your thoughts about some of these misunderstandings that you're seeing? Yeah, definitely with a lot of my clients see that as a core issue that a lot of people are having. Um, people are very uncomfortable talking about the status of their relationship, so they often just let it exist without having any kind of conversation, any kind of definition, which is what leads, I think, to the misunderstandings. So we may have been talking uh, for several months. And so in my mind, we are dating. Uh, but in your mind, we're just talking. Um, and we may occasionally have sex or go eat, um, but we're not necessarily in any kind of relationship. And because we're fearful to ask, we don't want to be that person. I hear that a lot from people. I don't want to be that person that brings up what kind of relationship that we're having uh, as if it has to have boundaries on it or has to have a title. And so people often will just live in that space of ambiguity, which leads to a lot of problems. And so I think we have a very talented person with us today who's going to be able to help us, not only in just clarification of the type of relationships we're in, but how do we deal with when we just have some missteps in our relationships? Those are bound to happen. 
uh, from time to time as well. And she's also going to give us some information about some of the types of relationships that people may possibly want to explore uh, when they're trying to figure out where they are in their, in their dating cycle currently. So uh, why don't we get to her? Well, definitely. Uh, Dr. Tarver, why don't you introduce uh, our, our great guest here, Lauren Anjiwa, uh, and, and tell us a little bit more about her, introduce it to our, our listeners. I'm sorry. It is my sincere pleasure to introduce Ms. Lauren Jiwa, <laughs> is a licensed clinical social worker with over 15 years of experience in the field. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Buffalo State College the State University of New York and her master's degree in social work at Lehman College, the City University of New York. She has extensive training and I know we lot of, like to throw a lot of letters out at people, but as we're talking about lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, we're actually going to get into polyamory today as well. Um, but she's got a lot of, of training in different, uh, dealing with different sexual orientations and the ways that people identify. Uh, she primarily uses um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which we talk about a lot, which is just skills-based therapy uh, and motivational interviewing to help people get to where they are in their goals process. And she's very strength-focused. And so she wants to make sure that when she's working with people, they are, are building on the skills they already possess. And she's just, her job is to enhance them. Um, and she also provides individual and couples and families work. Um, and she takes that holistic approach to healing, which we like here on this show, which is a balance and health. So attorney winners, without further ado, I will turn it back over to you um, and let us welcome officially Ms. Lauren Jiwa. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Beautiful intro. Uh, attorney winners, do you want to launch into the first question or you want me to take that one? Oh, you go ahead, Dr. Sarver. All right, Lauren. Well, let's just get right down to the boogie boogie of it all. Um, <laughs> that happens to be my, my nickname, El Boogie. But <laughs> is it? El boogie yes. for Lauren? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I will be referencing that later. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, so we we talked about it, kind of leading into uh, bringing you on, but this this type of relationship conversation. Mm -hmm where people are often just not necessarily on the same page about what type of relationship they're in. Um, mm -hmm. I, I often have conversations with people about what dating actually is, mm -hmm. but the level of commitment that people have in relationships is kind of what I want to get at in this question. Um, and so how does that, why does there just appear to be differences and how relationships are viewed by different people? Um, well, again, you, you two, touched on it briefly, right, in the intro, is that, again, people assume people don't talk. I don't want to be that person. And again, we have these dialogues, uh, these expectations. We have all these things in our head. We're not sharing it with our partner. And then we're disappointed because, again, they didn't live up to your expectation in your head. <laughs> so again, you know, there's a variety of different types of relationships, different types of commitment. And so it is really important for individuals, once you begin to date, to discuss your boundaries. And it, it's very important to always have boundaries. We have it with work, right? Don't call me after five. Like, yeah. it's really, you know, so if we have it for those types of relationships, why wouldn't we want that if we're dating someone? Um, again, boundaries aren't created to harm anyone. It's to protect you. 
And so it's really important for us to discuss our wants and needs. And, you know, if it's a certain type of relationship that I want, if you can't handle that, it's up to me to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm not going to try to, it's like we meet people and we try and put a circle into a square peg. It doesn't work. And so there's a lot of uh, miscommunication. Not communicating is also miscommunicating. Um, and it just needs to have some, there needs to be some dialogue. What, what are we doing? What, what, where is this going? And again, if, you, if you're dating, what are the boundaries of that? I'm dating multiple people. I'm dating and sleeping with multiple people. What, again, be open and honest so that the other person can make an informed decision if they want to continue or you know, move on to someone else. As a follow-up to that, Attorney Winner, if you don't mind, when should a person begin to have that kind of conversation? So when do we talk about what type of relationship that we're in? Is that something that needs to be at the beginning uh, before we go out on that first date? Or is that something that kind of morphs along as we go? Mm -hmm. So it, it really is, again, you know, love is a gamble. It's really, you know, can I be vulnerable with this person and what will they do with it? And so there's different sets of boundaries in different stages of relationships. So again, if we're dating, hey, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I am seeing other people or I'm open to seeing other people, but I'm currently not, or I am sleeping with someone. So again, at different stages, there are, there are different conversations. And so when you, wow, I really like this person, I kind of don't want to see anyone, or I really don't want them to see anyone, um, then that, have that conversation, be bold, take initiative. You know, I know that we talked about dating three months ago, but again, we spent a lot of time together and I really, you know, want to see you exclusively. And again, if that other person is on the same page, that's where we start talking about boundaries. What does exclusive mean? What does monogamy mean to you? Well, that doesn't mean, I don't have that same definition. And is there some compromise or is it like, this is totally not going to work? So it happens at various stages. I think people are afraid of rejection. People are afraid of being alone. So we just assume since they've been over here, you know, every Friday night, then we are together. But again, have that conversation so that everybody is on the same page. No, I think that's a, that's a very valid uh, uh, kind of course of action is to have that conversation. Be bold, be brave, be uh, careful enough to have that, that conversation. But what, what, what typically gets me is that we, we may get to the spot, we get to a relationship, we get to the, those conversations. Uh, and when, as humans, it seems like typically we're just not stagnant and we constantly change, we evolve, but our perceptions change, what we like changes. Uh, you know, when people evolve, uh, what are some ways and strategy to, to communicate effectively with your partner? Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, this ain't the same space. I'm more into maybe I, I'm liking other people. I want to be around other people. I, I'm fond of them. I may not want to have sex with them, but I want to go. And if that person wants to evolve, I just want to go hang out with this person. I want to go hang out with these people and just get new energy. And it's just not, you know, how do you effectively communicate that to someone? So are we asking to open up the relationship or are we asking to end it? So it, it's, well, either way, but what are some strategies to mm -hmm. get to a safe place, that the comfort place to say, hey, look, 
you know, I don't want the world to be set on fire. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. I want something more new or something. Mm-hmm. What are some type of ways to, to work your way through that with your partner? Okay, so definitely individually, it's really important for us to assess these changes in standards. Are they healthy? What is the motivating factor? So again, as we get older, our wants and needs, I would hope, right, would change. Hopefully I'm not dating, I'm 35, so hopefully I'm not dating as a, how I was 10 years ago. Hopefully, you know, my standards have evolved, right? And so again, it's really assessing, are these things healthy? What is the motivating factor? Again, you know, if it is, the things that I want in a relationship my partner doesn't have, I'm assessing individually, what is that? I want someone equally yoked. I want someone motivated. Um, what are some parenting techniques that, I, you know, eventually you're going to have kids or I'm going to have children. There's a lot of different things to kind of look at. Um, and then again, communicate. I'm, I hate, I love texting because I'm always on the phone, but when it is something so heavy or just emotionally charged, face-to-face or or over the phone. Because again, you can't decipher tone over text. And again, you know, keep it on the eye. These are the things I need. And so how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you can do that? And if not, how do we compromise? Or how do we move on? Because again, it's important for us to not stifle ourselves for someone else or settle. You know, oh, this person, I've been with them forever, I guess I'll stay. No, if, if your wants and needs have changed, it's important for you to get the most that you can out of this life. But again, people just are so fearful of communication. Um, I definitely think there's a misconception about communication. It's not sunshine and rainbows. Communication is strictly, everybody knows what's going on. That's it. You might not like it. It might not be your cup of tea, but you're aware of what's happening. And so if you understand what communication is, it's imperative for you to understand how to effectively deliver that. So you could be in a relationship, you might want to open it up, or you might need to take a break. It's up to you to speak on that. It's up to you to say, I need a break. I need a pause. This isn't working for me. There's internal things happening with me that I cannot continue with this relationship. So again, it's really about understanding that communication is just everyone's on the same page. It's not about everyone's in agreement. It just means what it is. And so do you want to stifle yourself or settle or do you want the most out of your life and those are questions that you as an individual need to answer before addressing your partner it's a great start no i think those are those some great strategies uh mr uh, i i do the um i do think though at at some point once you address it within yourself, I think it may be freeing to both of the partners that you're able to come back and explore. Because that partner may be going through the same thing. That partner may uh, say, hey, listen, I, I too would like more and like to kind of uh, advance more. Dr. Tarver? Yes, I was um, going to say the, the, uh, a similar point to you about the communication. And that seems to be what's so uncomfortable is that we having these tough conversations about that I have changed mm-hmm. that us to move in this different direction um, that, that I realize maybe I've gotten comfortable in the relationship. We say the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially when we, we have, maybe we have children together, maybe we are living together. Um, and we have these other dynamics that makes it 
hard for us to open up conversations about one ending a relationship. I think that mm-hmm. is probably one of the toughest conversations mm-hmm. um, to have, or or two that we're not in a good space. And is this fixable? Are mm-hmm. we able to um, make this work? And and I, you know, we say, hey, let's be brave. Let's talk about it. The truth is, people. <laughs> people tend to be largely avoidant of things that make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I'm gonna, I have another question, but before I get into that one, what what are some, for, for people who just really struggle with talking about things that are difficult, bringing things up about the status of their relationship? Like, I don't wanna presume that everyone can just say, okay, um, we had this conversation. Can you can you give us a few tips for if you really struggle with having conversations with people that you love and care about? Mm-hmm. Are some of the things that you can do to work on that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so, being a therapist, you know, collectively, people just have poor communication skills. And so, it's funny because when I'm in relationships and when I'm dating people, I purposefully will take the lead on certain things because I know that I'm strong in that because this is what I do all the time. Um, and so first and foremost, if you, you are responsible for how your life turns out. And I think and like people just don't understand how much power they actually have. And I say this in all sincerity. Again, if you want something, it is your duty to get it, no matter what adversity is thrown your way. And so are you okay being in a situation that makes you uncomfortable. Why is that? You know, do you value yourself to want more? And again, the standards, the changes, are they healthy? Are they, again, they're valid because you feel them, but again, are they healthy? You know what, we've been together and I want an open relationship. I'm into polyamory. I'm just, you know what, I need a break or whatever. Again, why do you not speak up for yourself? Because you are, the one that it's, it's up to you how your life turns out and so when we say when we settle that's when we build resentment that's where other external factors start coming into play because again we shut ourselves down and so when you realize how powerful i am again think about it when you stay at a job if it's a poor job no one you know no one cares your boss doesn't like you we're going to start looking at other jobs and we're going to leave because we don't feel valued why don't we put that same effort into ourselves? And so you can, again, go through all the different changes, all the uh, different standards. Are they healthy? Again, how can I speak to, my, speak to my partner about this? Because again, I'm worth it. Why do you think so little of yourself to not get what you deserve? And you know that is a really big problem I've often seen is that we accept the love that we think we deserve. So we attract a variety of people. The, the, the quote, you know, we can never accept love until we love ourselves, that's, that's false. Because again, I can't control you. If you say you love me, I can't control that, right? But again, how do you show me that love? How do you show me that you really care? And so if we don't really value ourselves, again, our partner is a reflection of us. So if we're in a situation that we are just unhappy, is it really me? Is it the partner? What is it? And so it's a lot of different factors, but it is really important. Again, if you're shy, why is that? Why are you okay with accepting crumbs? Why are you okay with accepting something that doesn't fit for you? 
and also this other person, you know, they may really love you and show up for you. It's just not a good fit. You're wasting their time. I don't know when I'm going to take my last breath. So, you know, neither do any of us. I want to make sure I get the most out of my life. So it's really, again, go through the pros and cons of the relationship, go through the standards. Is this healthy? Is this unhealthy? And again, I want what I want and this person can't provide it. Or I want what I want and I'm going to ask them, can they provide it? If they can, fantastic. If they can't, make an exit plan and move on. Okay, so it sounds like, just to kind of um, paraphrase what you said, one, I may need to do a little self-work on um, how I feel about me and how I value myself mm -hmm. in terms of uh, this relationship. And, and if I don't value myself, it's going to be very difficult for me to speak up about Mm -hmm. anything in the relationship because I, I feel like I, I get what I deserve. Um, uh, the other piece it sounds like is addressing what is underlying this fear. Uh, so if I'm afraid to have these conversations, why am I afraid to have these conversations? Am I not in a safe relationship? Um, and I, am I not with someone who, who values when I share things and they shut me down? Mm -hmm. um, and so is it this partner that is potentially causing some challenges, we may then need to, individual therapy for me, if I'm having a hard time speaking mm -hmm. for myself, but maybe couples therapy for us, if I feel like we're not able to effectively communicate with each other, maybe mm -hmm. express something, this person hear me. Um, I like the reference to the job because I do think that's an important piece. Uh, we practice for interviews, we practice for job searching. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily practice in terms of conversations with people. Um, so I'm also hearing maybe we need to practice. Maybe I need to, uh, in the mirror or with other people, practice this conversation until I get a little bit more comfortable with it. Uh, I know for some people it's easier for them to write things down than to say. Mm -hmm. But working on those those fear reduction strategies, it sounds like, mm -hmm. and hearing yourself say things. Positive um, affirmations. Again, put yeah. a sticky on your mirror. You know, I'm strong. I'm confident. I am a good communicator. Whatever it is to motivate you to do it. Because again, if your partner shuts you down when you share your feelings or you know dismisses you, is that somebody you want to be with? Probably not, right? And so again, what is that fear of being alone? Could it be that? What is what what keeps you in this relationship if you're unhealthy or unhappy? Those are things to address with yourself. And so again, it is up to us to figure out what our life will be. And do you want to spend time with someone that you're not happy with? That seems like a waste of time to me. So to go to my actual question, <laughs> so much, I told you we might get off a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, uh, and Attorney Winters um, alluded to this earlier um, in his response about what if I want to do different things, right? So there is this um, Tammy Roman of the Basketball Wives crew uh, has Bonnie Chronicles, and one of the most popular ones is on um, Side Chicks. Um, oh. And I, I know you're shaking your head, and I know a lot of people are cringing, uh, but you out where I'm going with this. Yes. But, but what she was getting at in that video is uh, being in a relationship with someone who's already in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Dynamics of that and, and this knowing your place, I guess, kind of culture that comes along uh, with this. But let's really talk about, and this is not polyamory that we're going to get into in a, a mm -hmm. later, but if I am choosing uh, to be in a relationship, let's say with someone who's married or someone who is dating someone else, mm -hmm. and I knowingly, I'm not talking about the people that don't know, uh, but I knowingly enter into 
a relationship with someone who tells me upfront that they are in another relationship or I'm dating someone who says they want to date other people. Mm -hmm. What are the dynamics um, that might be at play with those kind of situations um, and, and, and how might that affect the person? Mm -hmm. So like I said earlier, we accept the love we think we deserve. Nobody can fully truly value and love themselves if they cheat or are okay with being a side piece. That's why they go together. Because again, I don't, I'm okay with crumbs. That's what a side piece is saying. I'm okay with crumbs. I'm okay for, you know, uh, the day after Valentine's Day. I'm okay with, you know, every other weekend. Why are you okay with accepting crumbs? Why is that? Because I don't value myself. I'm gonna take whatever scraps I can get. And as a cheater, it is your duty to make space for yourself to talk to your partner about what's happening. Hey, we haven't had sex in a month. What's going on? Hey, what happened to date night? We haven't gone out in six months. What's happening? Again, people do not communicate. People do not share what they really want. And again, humans are um, creatures who really love instant gratification. Cheating works in the short term. I'm having fun, this person admires me, they're coming over, I'm getting gifts, I'm doing, I'm getting this attention. But in the long run, look at what you're risking. If we know what the risks are with cheating, side babies, STIs, you could lose your housing, you could lose your family, depending on who you're sleeping with, you could lose your job. You know, if we know that, why are we sabotaging ourselves? Because again, I don't value myself. Self-sabotage comes from self-esteem and self-worth. You don't value yourself, you're selling yourself short. And so that's the whole point. Why are we okay with accepting crumbs? Why am I okay with potential violence, potential, you know, again, STIs, the disillusion of a relationship? Why am I okay with that? And so it's really one of those things, again, you look at the common denominator of all your relationships. If you're always with someone else, if you're always cheating on someone, again, it's you. We are the common denominator in all our relationships. And so what self-work do I need to do so that I can accept the love that I deserve? Because again, you're going to always attract anybody. People might be attracted by how you look. Wow, you're an awesome worker, whatever. It's again, who we choose to entertain. Why do I continue to entertain people like this? Why am I in a relationship if I know that I, I can't be faithful? Again, every pot has its lid. You know, there's always somebody out there that is down for whatever you want. And so find that. And so people don't value themselves for a variety of different reasons. They have self-esteem and self-worth issues for a variety of reasons. But this is not anything healthy. And you're selling yourself short. And again, wasting valuable time. I'm hearing in there a couple of things. One, there is a difference if people are saying, hey, we're, we're just not um, monogamously dating, we're dating other people. That's mm -hmm. a dynamic. And you find somebody that is also dating other people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and or, or you can communicate that, right? If when yeah. we're dating, because dating dating's also, I always uh, use the analogy, it's like a job. You know, again, I think it's important for people to diversify. <laughs> you know, like when we apply for jobs, we don't apply to one job and hope we get it. We apply to multiple jobs. And once we get one, we have to work to maintain it. We don't just get the job and sit at the desk and that's it. So again, it's important to date so you're not putting all these emotional eggs in one basket, but it's important to communicate that. 
I'm, there is no commitment in dating. Dating is just that. I'm getting to know you. I'm getting to know if I want to spend more time with you. I'm getting to know you if I want to spend more time with you one-on-one. But again, it's up to us to communicate. So I don't think it's an issue to date multiple people. The issue is, is that I'm not communicating that or I'm not being safe while I am either having sex with, other, with multiple people or I'm not communicating what my real intentions are. Okay, so you differentiate between the healthy dating, multiple people where we communicate. That's, again, that early conversation about our boundaries mm-hmm. uh, is that common question versus someone who willingly enters into something that is uncomfortable for them, mm-hmm. um, who, who may be feeling like they don't have a, have a choice, like, oh, I need to accept something or I won't have anything. Um, like you said, that I don't feel good about me and I don't feel like I can actually have uh, the type of race relationship that I, that I really want and feel mm-hmm. like deserve on some level i'm scared that's not a possibility and so i i will accept uh these other things that is the unhealthy dynamic of what you're asking about um or the person who is not honest with people about what type of relationship they want to have those are right. the or just not you know speaking up for their needs instead of saying you know having these difficult conversations we just do what we want and again, have that assumption in our head, have the guy, they don't love me, they don't care about me, I'm going to go find something else. We don't know that. I could be going through something. I could be depressed. I, you know, I, we, we just had a baby and I'm suffering from postpartum depression. Again, we're not having those conversations. We just have these assumptions and this dialogue in our head and, you know, just do something that can ultimately impact your family. Attorney Winners, any final thoughts before we take this break? Uh, no, no, no. I, I think that um, was a great uh, segue to allow us to, to get to this uh, point with uh, Dr. Um, Jiwa. Um, this, is a, uh, this is a great show, and I have some, some really cool questions I want to ask you next, uh, Lauren. Um, so uh, we're going to take a small break here, and then we'll be back with the show. Uh, you're listening and watching uh, In Our Own Defense podcast. Uh, we're your host, Dr. Tarver, uh, and myself, and we're having uh, Miss Lauren Jiwa uh, here on the show today, and she's enlightening us on how to avoid some of these misunderstandings uh, and some of these miscues that we have in our relationships. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. 